0: unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. won't want to miss this riveting new season follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to proof murder at the warehouse wherever you get your podcasts there were two more murders 15 miles we away have survived, in the they right one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. <coughs> of we sometimes wonder how a murderer picks his or her victims Sometimes it is an ex-lover or friend who has done them wrong. But sometimes you become a victim by simply being in the wrong place at the wrong time. On July 23, 2007, a family would become victims to two strangers in a crime dubbed the most widely publicized crime in Connecticut history. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On July 22nd, Jennifer Hawk Petit took her 11-year-old daughter, Michaela, to the grocery store to pick up supplies for her sister Haley's 17th birthday dinner. While there, the women became a target when they attracted the attention of Joshua Komasarjewski. He followed them home and immediately texted his friend and accomplice, Stephen Hayes, saying that he was chomping at the bit. The two men entered the home in the early hours of July 23rd to find William Petite sleeping on the couch on the porch. Joshua struck William on the head with a baseball bat he found in the yard and tied the man up at gunpoint in the basement. He then went to find the children and their mother and tied them up and locked them in their respective rooms. The two men then looted the house, but were unsatisfied with their haul. They found a bank book that showed the Petit family's available balance and the plan which originally was a simple robbery, began to shift and change. Gas station surveillance shows Stephen purchasing $10 worth of gasoline in two cans and returning to the petite home. He then took Jennifer to the bank to withdraw $15,000 from their line of credit. Bank surveillance shows Jennifer that morning when the bank opened, attempting to complete the transaction as well as informing the teller of her situation. The bank manager called 911 while Jennifer finished her transaction and was picked up by Stephen. Jennifer told the teller that the men were being nice and that she believed that once they received their money, the men would move on. The Cheshire police began to assess the situation and set up a vehicle perimeter around the home, but were careful not to make their presence known. Unfortunately, while all this was being set up, the men began to escalate. Joshua began sexually assaulting Michaela. He performed oral sex and sodomized the girl while taking pictures of the axe on his cell phone. He then provoked Stephen into raping Jennifer. While Stephen was with Jennifer, Joshua came into the room to announce that William had escaped. While Stephen was with Jennifer, Joshua came into the room and announced that William had escaped. Stephen strangled Jennifer and doused her lifeless body as well as the home in gasoline. Both daughters were then tied to their beds and covered in gasoline with pillowcases over their heads. The men started a fire and fled the scene in the family car, but were immediately spotted by police and arrested a block away. Haley and Michaela both died of smoke inhalation. William had indeed successfully fled the home and called for a neighbor to help. According to the neighbor who found him, he couldn't even recognize William due to the severity of his injuries. The whole invasion lasted seven hours. Stephen Hayes admitted to everything that happened in those seven hours as soon as he was interviewed. Jennifer was a nurse and co-director of the health center at a local private school. Haley, a philanthropist, had just graduated and was scheduled to attend Dartmouth, and Michaela was attending a prestigious school with a bright future ahead of her. Stephen Hayes was found guilty on 16 counts related to the invasion and murders on October 5, 2010. Joshua Komasarjewski was convicted of 17. Both men were sentenced to death, but when Connecticut abolished the death penalty in 2015, it was changed to a life sentence. After the trial, for the first time in state history, the judicial branch offered post-traumatic stress assistance to the jury, who spent two months looking at disturbing images and hearing horrific testimonies. William Petit, the sole survivor, started a foundation in his family's names, which is where he met and married a woman in 2012. He currently serves as a representative in the Connecticut House of Representatives and even spoke out against the abolition of the death penalty. He honors his late wife and children often and in many charitable ways. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 24th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short,